Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. And now I'm going to see how far we go. I won't be far. <laughs> Good. It'll be a really disappointing run. It'll be a really disappointing slow run. Go on, let's jump. Let's jump. Thanks for having me down here on the South Coast. Oh, you're welcome. I'm sorry, I'm just getting Jesus. rid of my um, recycling. <laughs> <laughs> I just uh, had a bit of a heavy night last night, just getting rid of the recycling <laughs> there in the background. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that sounds like a euphemism. I used to be woken up by that sound every morning in Edinburgh when I lived there. Oh, God. They went so early, it was so pointed. We're going straight across here. <sighs> Which will take a while because it's a busy road. Yeah, so we're down uh, down uh, in your drum, down in uh, um, Brighton and Hove. Very nice, and uh, say very nice, but it's, uh, it's it's really cold, isn't it? Well, at the time of recording, it's the middle of August, <laughs> but you really wouldn't know this. It's and I said to you before we started this. Well, by the time you've got to the middle of August, and the thermometer hasn't sort of nudged much beyond 21 degrees for the last few weeks you've got to sort of say that's it then isn't it yeah, yeah autumn that's it yeah i mean i've got to be honest i don't like running in the heat right so that's I, good i really i'm like a i'm like a dog in a hot car <laughs> i don't last long at all um <laughs> Chicken warning. I, yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> uh, crack a window. Um, I really overheat really quickly. Yeah, so you, from a running point of view, you quite like these conditions. Yeah, I mean, I like my favourite conditions are snow. Yeah, okay. Well, I like running in snow, but it's not so good underfoot. No. You need just a light, non-settling shower. Yeah. Sorry, Rob, my pants are falling down. Oh, well, I don't, don't want apologize. to give you the wrong impression. I'm going to have to... Um, <laughs> We're still gonna have to do them up. I thought, I thought the uh, the cliffhang of my my tummy bit would keep it up, but no. <laughs> do you know? Right, I, pants are on. Let's go. I, I, I fully understand because I'm uh, I'm the shape of a carrot, so um, keeping <laughs> keeping anything up is a nightmare. <laughs> That classic British male physique, the carrot. <laughs> Surely, what you want to go for is the turnip. Yeah. 
broader on top, tiny at the ankle. Well, I tried to uh, get the turnip, but even with everyone else's help, we could not get it up out of the ground. How vividly is that turnip being pulled out of the ground from the Ladybird book etched on my brain? Really? As soon as you said turnip, I could yeah. just see a big line of people trying to pull a massive turnip out of the ground. Turnip yeah, is a better, better body shape than, than the beetroot. That's all the, all the, all the part. Um, not a tur- I didn't mean a turnip. I meant a parsnip. Oh. Yeah, you want to be a parsnip. Yeah, see, the thing about parsnips is they tend to, they're the best ones for having uh, uh, the kind of shapes coming out the side that would get it on That's Life. Yeah. <laughs> oh, look, it looks like a third leg. There's the sea. The sea. Oh, very nice. Which, uh, uh, you were saying you like it cold. You, 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 you like to get down here and swim in the sea, don't yeah. you? Yeah. Do you do that all year round? I, well, I only started in November. It was fellow Brightonian comedian Jen Brister oh, yeah. who got me into it in November. And um, I wouldn't recommend starting that's, in November. I was going to say, that's not the best time to start. No, it's quite. It's the pointy end of it all. My wife, um, like a condor parsnip, my wife... Um, <laughs> Started last summer, like in a swimming pool oh, in yeah. Lido, and then went to the sea, and then went through the autumn, and did the acclimatise herself really well. I didn't. And uh, but then she had to stop for a couple of weeks, and she's out of step with it, you know. Yeah. No, I went straight in, cold end. Nice. And uh, <laughs> just got, I'm trying to get a picture of us by the sea. It's, so um, I'm not checking Facebook. <laughs> oh yeah, carry on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, but you still, how, how often do you get in the sea here? Two or three times a week. You must have to wear beach shoes to get past the old, uh, you know, little stones. Oh, I've got little shoes on, yeah. Yeah, that's You look like a weird little penguin. <laughs> a weird little penguin shuffling down to the sea. And yeah. I say swim, but that very much is uh, an exaggeration. Yeah. I'm a sea dipper. Well, this is the thing with the wild no, 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 swimming. With the wild swimming, you don't you don't go in and do lengths. I mean, it's well, they do here. Brace and out. Oh no, they go all the way along. Oh dear. Yeah, proper. Yeah. From pier to pier. This is um, scene of Hope Park Run, which I found I've done did once. I found pretty tough. With Joe Wilkinson. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Joe's been running loads. Yeah, I saw him then. He was nursing his knees. I don't know how his yeah. knees are. I don't know, actually, but he's, he's long and rangy, Joe, isn't he? So yeah, yeah. No, I think he was, I can't remember whether he was marshalling or doing the park run, but he was being very gentle. Yeah. But it was nice, yeah, because there was a combination of his very friendly, welcoming nature and the park run itself, which was really... Intense. It's relentless. There's nowhere to hide. It's all this time back, and you go up there, and you come back, and you go up there, and you come back twice. Ooh. Do they take you quite seriously? Too much for me. Well, maybe it was just me, I don't know. I've never done a park run. I thought about getting into it, and then the pandemic happened, and I was like... For a while, yeah, yeah, and they're, they're back now, you know. But it's not the same because before the pandemic, everyone used to meet in a certain morning and just lick each other. Yeah. Just morning, you can't do that anymore. That's what runners do. It's frowned upon <laughs> using each other as a giant salt stick. What was once drooled upon, yeah, is now frowned upon. So, but you have been doing some running, haven't you? Yes, I mean, but just let's get the whole picture here. We, um. This is your second time on the podcast. Yes, I did it in Edinburgh in the yeah, rain. Yeah, me and Paul uh, ran with you in Edinburgh, which is excellent. And uh, it was a long while ago. Yeah. And uh, and Paul's not here now because he's on the bench with his uh, groin. He's got a groin issue. Has he? 
Does he? Yeah, and it's be- it's important to say the word groin. It's it's, do you, know, you can't, if somebody says I've got a groin injury, you just can't help but snigger, can you? <laughs> and I know it's not, you just don't get the same reaction from a calf strain. No. But if somebody says my groin's gone, somehow it's just so much, it's such a stronger mental image. Yeah. And, and Paul has a, a, a charming habit of extending groin into sort of adjectives and new words like groinal. Groinal. And, uh, you know, gro- yeah. kind of groinally challenged. Groinally challenged. Yeah, kind of oh, yeah. So, uh, but, yeah, so it's it, it, it would be nice to catch up, nice to come down here. But also, you have been having running adventures yes. that I want to hear about specifically. Well, I mean, it all started <laughs> back with the first lockdown. And I started running more and more. Yeah. You know, I think because, uh, have you, before first lockdown, I know you were, uh, you've done a fair few half marathons. So I've done any? a handful. I've done about five. Yeah. So not many. Well, it's, but once you get go plural, yeah. that is quite a commitment to the half But I've never done an official marathon or anything like that. Yeah. I always said, no, that's not for me. I don't fancy it. Yeah. And, and then, all the ones you did, were they the Brighton half? Uh, done the Brighton half a few times, done a few other ones as well, a couple of other ones. Um, yeah, I've done about six, yeah. Some, a couple off-road ones. Yeah, right. Really nice. Yeah. Uh, and I think the half is a reasonable, you know, you can sort of, you'd have to go too nuts on the training for that. And it's, yeah, it's a proper challenge, as long as you but, sort you, of, but you can kind of yeah. weave it into your day-to-day life. And I sort of plod around it now. My goal at one point was to do one under two hours because I'm not a fast runner, as you will bear witness to. Why wow, this is a lovely as we, place. As we plod along, it's getting me warm anyway. Uh, I've also got memories of doing Brighton Half Marathon when I did. It was a beautiful jewel of a day, just blue, blue skies. Oh yeah. And I've never been so cold in my life because yeah. I'm waiting on the start line. So can you please start the race while my organs are oh, still functioning? <laughs> People just shivering away in their little I shorts. A, I had a foil uh, blanket from a previous. Thing and I had it in my pocket. And I got it out and wrapped it around myself because I checked in my big yeah. coat. And these people said, "Where did you get that?" I said, "Sorry, I had this from another natural disaster." <laughs> <laughs> so drop. Memories of, of extreme chill. So you were, you were, you were, you, you sort of did the half, to, half done time. Yeah, and my greatest running achievement to that point was I did the one. I did one. I did a half under two hours, which for me, at my age. An athletic ability, I was very pleased yeah, with. Yeah, that's excellent. So, uh, I was chuffed with that. But also, that leaves you thinking, right, I wanted to do that and I've done it now, so what's next? Yeah. So then lockdown happened, and you know, we could only go out for an hour. Yeah. So, I tended to run for an hour. <laughs> yeah. um, and then at that point where they said you can do as much as exercise as you want, I took that literally. <laughs> and uh, a mate of mine... And myself started running quite long distances across the South Downs. I say, I mean, and we ran, walked. You know, we we never sort of killed ourselves. We walked up the hills, ran on the flats and down the hills, but started covering more and more miles. Yeah, yeah. Up to uh, the longest we did was 35 miles from Littlehampton wow. back to Hove. Yeah, so that is long. And like you say, you get walking there, but that's that's ultra running essentially, isn't it? Yeah, it was run walking, we took our time, you know, but we did it. Yeah. And then I'm gonna be fifty this year, so Happy birthday. Thank you very much. Um and as as people do when they sort of approach the half century, 
uh, get a startling sense of their own mortality <laughs> and a r- ridiculous idea that they should do something to challenge themselves at this point in life when bits have just started to drop off. Um, so I signed up to do the London to Brighton Ultra Challenge run Great. thing. How far is that? It is 100 kilometres. Yeah. yeah. 62 miles. Yeah. In one go. Yes, you can do it over two days. Yeah. But the thought of that was actually more horrific to me. Oh, that's interesting. Than just keeping going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh... And you'd also, you'd done your 35 miles. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, does it go, like, down the M23? I mean... No, it's a bit more... Well, I mean, the start of it... I did it with my brother... My brother, who's a very thick guy, he's a few years younger than me. He's done marathons and Ironmen and all sorts of things, ridiculous bike rides. Yeah. So he's very fit. And uh, I convinced him to do it with me. And I think he was worried. (laughs) (laughs) He had his concerns. Um, And for one reason or another, he was moving house. Yeah, yeah. And... Very busy with stuff. Passing saxophonist. And uh, I was I was dealing with other stuff, so it wasn't a huge amount of training, shall we oh, say. I see. So you, you were, it could have been nice in terms of kind of, I don't know, a nice distraction from the excitements of 2020. But on the other hand, just in purely logistical terms, you didn't really get the miles in. Not really. Oh, yeah. And then sort of Any panicked. Much? Did you? Did you? Well... I mean, I was running sort of 10 miles quite frequently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, you've got to go further than that. Yeah, yeah. It's further and the aim that. was to build up to doing 20 miles one day and then 20 miles the next. Yes, yeah. Sort of two con- two consecutive days. Running when you're tired, kind of. To, yeah, to get used to t- running on tired legs. That didn't happen. No. <laughs> I did 20 miles. But then my Achilles went. It's called Pogo. That'll be my next challenge. I'm going to Pogo. Pogo stick, right London to Brighton. I'm going to Pogo my way from London to Brighton. Fair enough. Um, You're going to Pogo properly like a punk fan or like someone with an actual Pogo stick. Then Pogo sticks being all exciting in the Beano. And then I could never make one work. And not not only that, it's when you don't make it work. kind of pewings off and you think, I nearly lost my teeth. Yeah. It's basically a sort of javelin <laughs> on a spring. I just hold the javelin it's, under my chin and stuff. It's a near death experience down. on a spring. <laughs> they never call it that, though. Like so but many uh, childhood uh, yeah. playthings from, from our generation. Yeah. Oh, wait a minute. This You'll is will entertain you. Then it'll nearly kill you. <laughs> Here's a stick on fire. <laughs> Go and play. In six hours. <laughs> so you never did the two day long run? No. I did 20 miles and then I did about 14. But I was, I think the expression is carrying an injury. Yes. Um, um, my Achilles had gone. Oh. Um, There's some people in the seat illustrate. Uh, look, they're in there, bobbing uh, about. Johnny as well. They're like, yeah, la, la, la. It's it 14 really degrees. <laughs> yeah. Yay. Unless it's all a bit Stevie Smith and they're going, help, help. <laughs> Are they waving? So what time of year was it? When was the event? May, end of May. Yeah. Um, so, my big concern was that it would be really hot. Yeah. Actually, it was pretty warm. <laughs> it was probably about 24 degrees, which for me is 
not ideal. Yeah, that would be It's not my ideal climate. Um, so I was a little bit concerned going into it because, to be honest, uh, my leg hurt when I walked across the road. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is, a, oh, there's an upside down house. There's an upside down house. You've got to stop and take a picture of that. Here we are, we've got to the old, um, uh, what's it called, the West Pier, which is, uh, and there's the outside of the house. I could always invert this picture and it would look like we're, we're upside, upside down, down. outside a house. That's what you do inside, you invert your picture so it looks like you're on the ceiling. Passing the I-360. People queue for two hours to get into that. What a feeling no. when you're dancing on the ceiling. <laughs> As Lionel Richie once said. Yeah, we did. So yeah. I like, do you like where I keep interrupting so I can really build up your story? Yes, I like this. Never mind that. It's great. There's somewhere it's in the It's making it episodic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, you, it was May. It was warm. You it were hurting. It was warm. And, yeah. uh, where, what, where, where did it start in London? It started um, on the edge of, like, Richmond Park. Yeah. Deer Park. Very pretty. Nice. Very nice. So you set off through the, uh, the parks, which is all very jolly. I'm pretty. 8.30 in the morning. Down the Thames. Nice. Very lovely. Yeah, good. Oh, there's some nice properties down there. <laughs> it, was like, it was like a sort of running estate agent job. It was like, oh, look at that. You pray a bomb for that. Um, How many people? Was that like a massive do or was it a bit more? 2,000. That's good. That's nice. Yeah. Because I think sometimes with more extreme events, particularly if you've done something really sort of jolly and well attended like yeah. a half marathon in Brighton or you know the London Marathon or something you turn up for something and there's like a dozen of you setting off yeah it's a bit disconcerting like, oh god this is, this is a bit real so no, yeah 2000 you checking out the local house yeah. that sounds nice and of course because of the restrictions at the time it was staggered starts yep Literally, in your case, see what I did. Literally, <laughs> literally a staggered, a limping start. <laughs> so my brother and I had a plan in our head. Yeah. Uh, and as he kept saying, it's a marathon zone, not a sprint. Nice. And I was like, well, neither of those two words will affect how fast I'm going, because <laughs> I have the one mode. But we were trying... Also, it's like two and a half marathons? Yeah. We were sort of trying really slow ultra speed pace of 11 and a half, 12 minute miles is what we wanted. Yep. Just to sort of keep at. Yeah. And probably this sort of pace, really, that we're doing now. I so that think you can so. talk and eat and. I can, I can check the, yeah. the, the veracity of that. Let's, let's get the. Let's so get that, the you know, you're not. Again. Yeah, exactly. We're doing just over 11 minute miles. Yeah. So that you can keep talking and keep eating. And hopefully sustain it for, for the foreseeable yeah. future. That was the plan. That <laughs> yeah. was the plan. I see, yeah. And the first, uh, they saw on this event they have support tents every... Oh, uh, 15 kilometres or so, you know. Yeah, yeah. And um, first 15k... Lovely. Yeah. Dead easy. You know, I'm going to say at that point, I was still reading out the kilometre markings as we were running past them. Oh, yeah. In that annoying way. Yeah. yeah. 99 to go. <laughs> 98 to go. 
That became very dull very, very quickly. Yeah, yeah. 70, shut up, Sally! <laughs> the thing, I, I, I would never, I, we, there's been discussion about this because, you know, kilometres are shorter, so you get over numbers quicker. I'm always happy with the mile because there's just so many kilometres and every it's one of them yeah. feels like a long way once you're tired. I was happy with a kilometre. Yeah? Yeah. For some reason, I don't know why. I mean, I never have it on kilometres on my watch when I'm running or anything. But for some reason, it just seemed like we were making more progress. Well, particularly if you're doing 100 at Yeah. That's a good number. Yeah, it's easier to divide into than 62. Yeah. So I think it's purely from a maths point of view. Because into. Yeah. A little joke about we know, we know, we know, we've been learning maths at school. And what have you learned in maths, Timmy? Well, we've Gazinta. done uh, adding and, uh, and uh, div, div, taking away and gazinta. So what's gazinta? Four gazinta, eight. Eight gazinta. <laughs> That's the sort of level of humour I was at with my mileage. <laughs> that sort of... <laughs> what are you saying? My brother got very tired of it very quickly. And you must but, have, at some point, started to move towards the outskirts of London. Yes, we did. So we ran through South London. Yeah. So the parks were lovely. And then there were bit no disrespect to people who live in South London, but there were bits that were just not lovely. Yeah. Uh, no, it's a bit patchy, isn't it? In it. But I'll be honest, it wasn't long again before this... England's so amazing. You're never that far away from a tree. And it wasn't long again before we were sort of on little... Paths through woods and little meadows, and nice. really lovely. And a bit warm, really but you lovely. were still enjoying it at this stage. Quite warm. Went through quite a lot of water, and my brother was very, very keen that I keep eating throughout this thing. Yeah. Because uh, he was like, "You don't want a bonk, so." <laughs> and I went, "Well, no. That would be incest, Finn." It's funny about bonk, isn't it? It's Cause the uh, exercises. Well, we use that word in that way, but. That's not what that means, is it? I, no, it's not. And it just happens like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I know ultra and runners are nuts, but what? Um, so I, that was a new expression for me. So I kept eating. Little uh, distraction again. You see this little oh. bus? Well, my goods are little. I was forced to get in there with one of them. Yeah. I thought I was never coming out. That is one, one of tiny your kids. bus. And I had to crawl in downstairs. Oh, brilliant. It's like Alice in Wonderland. It's like, this is a nightmare. I've got what, one arm it? coming out the little window. I still have nightmares. I'm like, I'd have paid with money to see the fire brigade cut you out. <laughs> cut me out. Cut you or out see me it. wearing the bus to yeah. A&E. Can you cut <laughs> me out of this? Just wheeling you in in the bus. <laughs> I hope funny. it stops here. Oh, um, funny. So, yeah, what were you eating? What was the food? So I stayed off the gels. Yeah, okay, good. They can make one quite queasy. I stayed on the water. Yep. A little bit of apple juice. Good. No, uh, peanuts. They're nice and hot. Peanut bars. They sell a lot. Uh, those cliff... They're good because um, they're essentially like healthy cake. Yeah. I, was, I did a long mountain walk. Talking of 50, my brother's 50th, me and a load of men went over the mountains in Lake District very slowly. And uh, they had so many cliff bars. And we stopped kind of every 10 minutes after walking really yeah. slowly. And, and his mates would pull out like two, three cliff bars and eat them. Yeah. I think I was thinking, I think you're overfueling. If anything, <laughs> if anything, you're overfueling this. But you had every right to a cliff bar. Well, I had those cliff. Do you ever have those cliff? Um, 
they're like uncooked jelly blobs. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're not the gels, but they're no, like jelly. Like a, and uh, I've seen oh, them, I like ever. those. Oh, nice. Um, and the sports running beans. Yeah. Jelly belly beans. More and more oh. essentially sweets, but yeah. marketed in a slightly healthier way. And quite a lot of Haribo. Yeah. And quite a lot of Haribo. See, those are actually sweets. Yeah. And, uh, you know... Tangfastic, burger mix. What was your, what's your go-to, Haribo? Sour. Yeah, yeah, Tangfastic every time. Yeah. Love that stuff. Um, I like the little blackcurrant dinosaur that's white yes. on the other side. So that was, that was the snacks of choice. Yeah, good. And I think it was probably around the 20 mile mark. <laughs> Still running at a reasonable pace at this point. Yeah. That I said to Finn, my brother, my tummy feels a bit weird. <laughs> <laughs> and he went, in what ways though? And I went, oh, oh, how, how far is the next support tent, Finn? It was only 3K, so I went, all right, I'll be all right, I'll be all right. But my, my tummy feels a bit weird. And he was like, did you ever train eating with food, so? I said, no, Finn. He went, we're doing an ultramarathon and you've never run and eaten at the same time. I said, not really, Finn, no. <laughs> is that a thing? He said, that is very, very much a thing, so. And I said, well, who are you, Finn? This was literally everybody doing this new. <laughs> Everyone except you. And I said, I said, it'd be fine, Finn. It'd be absolutely fine. It just feels a bit, you know, skippy. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, the intensity increased, but it wasn't overbearing. Yeah, I mean, still within the 3K to the next still station. Still 3K, made it. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, rather than going straight to the snack tent or the water thing, I went, I'm just going to go straight to the loo, Finn. Yeah. Straight to the loo. And, well, I mean, how does one word this? Experience what I can only describe as quite a satisfactory expulsion. Yes, and uh, i got a feeling you didn't spend too much time over it. No! Didn't have to think about it, didn't have to read a paper, nobody needed to hold my hand. <laughs> <laughs> and it felt good. Yeah, good. It felt good and it felt cleaning and it felt um it felt complete. Yeah. Which was a mistake. Yeah, the happy ending. Yeah, not so happy ending. <laughs> so we fueled up again, had a banana, keep yeah. it healthy. Yeah. And off we set again. Some figs. Yeah. A prune. Yeah. Do you know in light of what you're saying? Do you mind if I slip in over there? Got a toilet? Have I triggered you? Yeah, I've got, I've got a problem. I haven't got your problem. I've got a much more minor problem. Rob's gone for a wee wee and now I'm sat on my own on Brighton Seafront wearing a headset and a bobble hat looking like an absolute... Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. 
PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Sorry about that. That's all right. I've just been styling it out in my bubble hat microphone in the chimney mode. So yeah, you were you were uh, and what was this? Where was the stop you were at? Was it about? Did you say about thirty k? About that was about that was about thirty k. Yeah, twenty five thirty k. So we headed off again. I'm. Do you know what? I was really enjoying myself at this point. Yeah. Because, you know, obviously it's a huge undertaking doing 100k, and we were sort of 25 in, and I was like, we are nailing this. <laughs> this is a piece of piss. I don't know why people bang on about it being so hard. We have done a quarter of it, and I am still running. And um, we, we sort of plodded on. It got hotter and hotter. Hotter and hotter. I got sweatier and sweatier. And... Uh, so it was a very well-organised event, I have to say. It was uh, one of the ultra-challenge events, and it's completely uh, marked the whole way. Yeah. Really subtly marked, though. You have to sort of keep an eye out for them. But it's, brill- it's brilliantly done when you think, Craig, it's 100K, and they've managed to do all of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, stomach not quite settled, but better than it was. And we got to sort of 35, 40K yeah, yeah. support tent. And uh, my brother was like, we're starting to feel it at that point. This is as we passed the yeah. uh, statue of Steve Ovet. Yeah. Well, That's that. There we go. Steve Ovet's knob. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's really yeah, it looks like people have sort of given it a little... Yeah. Given it a little rub as they got that, that always becomes the shiniest part of any metal set. Yeah. Robbie's knob for luck. I mean, I don't know if that's a thing, but I've been doing it religiously for the last <laughs> I bet five years. Rubbing's not for luck. Which I think is quite a good edit. Yeah. Come on. Rubbing's not for luck. Rubbing's not for luck. <laughs> so, yeah, we did the first marathon distance. Yeah. And we were feeling quite pleased with ourselves. Well, yeah. I was, because I had never run a marathon before. Yeah. Not an official one, anyway. Yeah. And uh, I was feeling sort of chuffed with myself. <laughs> And Finn said, we need to fuel up properly now. So he said, um, he said, they've got some noodles over there. Go and get some noodles. They've got noodles. That's good. Get some noodles in you. It makes yeah, you so good. It, this sounds risky to us, obviously, but well, you just you felt good about it. You're like, yeah, noodles. So I went over to where the little lady was serving the noodles. Little Teresa in her fleece coat, giving up a Saturday afternoon voluntarily. Yeah. To nice give noodles person. to runners. Yeah. And you do have to question their their decisions in life, don't you? <laughs> that that has become preferable to being at home or indeed indulging your own hobbies. Or eating your own noodles. Just, Just giving noodles to sweaty sweaty lunatics <laughs> in a tent somewhere between Croydon and East Grimstead. <laughs> and uh, she had uh, she had two piles of noodles. Or rather she had one pile of noodle noodles and then a couple of other noodles yeah the massive pile of noodles yeah was the chinese hot and spicy noodles oh they were not considered the uh, 
there hadn't been the popular yeah. noodle on the day. And then two plain noodles beside that. Yeah. And there was a little part of me that felt a little bit sorry for Teresa and her life choices. Yeah, yeah, And the yeah. fact that she was going to have to log quite a considerable amount of, of hot and spicy noodle home. And possibly all the way to the compost bin. Yeah. So I'll tell you what, Teresa, love. Give us one of your hot and spicy noodles. <laughs> You're not shifting them. I'll plough through a couple of those for you. I like a bit of spice. Give us a hot and spicy noodle. So, uh, she duly obliged... Did you almost literally say the words, what could go wrong? Do you know what? Those are exactly the words I said. Because I came back to my brother and he went, what have you, what have you eaten, so? And I went, Tree's had loads of hot and spicy noodles. I've had a pot of hot and spicy noodles. And he said, please tell me you haven't eaten the hot and spicy noodles. And I said, I've eaten the hot and spicy noodles, and I like a bit of chilli, you know me, I like it spicy. What's the worst thing that can possibly happen? <laughs> And it was about four miles after we left that tent that I realised what the worst thing that could possibly happen was. <laughs> because my already suffering guts mm-hmm. were hit by, shall I say, a tsunami of hot chilli oil and noodles. Yeah. And... Um, they won't have thanked you for the that. The effect was instant. Yeah. Instant. Yeah. I don't know... Have you ever been hit by an urgency so extreme, so extreme, that you're both sweating and cold yeah. at the same time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. And the pain, the pain was ex- it just instantly like... And you weren't, there's none of this 3K, you weren't at a stop or anything? No, we had 16 kilometres to oh, go. Oh, God. Because the halfway mark was at 56K. Yeah. Which I discovered. And... I, my eyeballs were sweating. Has it ever happened to you? I know that feeling of being hot and cold all at the same time. Oh, my God. I, but, I mean, my, my poor ass <laughs> was pushed to the absolute limit. Yeah. Like a, like a party balloon slowly releasing to make that <laughs> sound at, at a kid's party. Except I knew if I let it go full throttle, there'd be no coming back from it. <laughs> and I was unable to run. And I was basically, I was, I was sort of hobbling like this. I was like, oh. Yeah, just full clench. And I was starting to go from side to side, like side to side across the road, sort of like a sick dog looking for shelter. <laughs> so I probably added about four miles, just in that way that distressed animals do, where they just want to crawl yeah, this under a bed. Yeah, 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 under the chair. And my brother was like... So you're going to have to shit behind a tree. I was like, oh, I can't do that. And he went, but you're going to have to. This is not going to go away. And I was like, I can't. I just can't do that. I said, I'm practically a national treasure. I can't do that. Well, you're going to have to hold it in for 16 kilometres. And I went, do you know what, thing? It won't be the worst thing that's happened to me this year. I will make it. And... Just in that awful way, it would it would subside yeah. for about thirty seconds. You'd be like, a bit of release. You'd be like, not release. That's the wrong word. Relief. Yeah. You'd be like, oh, it's gone. It's gone. It's gone. Finn. It's gone. It's back. It's back again. Yeah. It's back again. It was just. And I bet uh, those getting closer and closer together as well. I think the closest thing to labour I've ever experienced. <laughs> yeah. And I knew I wasn't going to love the thing that was produced. No. And. 
I held it in for 16 very sweaty, very, very painful kilometres. And every time we thought we saw the support tent, it wasn't. It was like a cow or something. So it was like a mirage. There it is. It was like a toilet mirage. And I was just going to make it to the portaloo. And uh, finally, finally, we got to this halfway point that was further than halfway, bastards. Yeah. And uh, what I didn't know was my sister-in-law, my brother's wife, the two kids would be there to greet us like heroes at the halfway mark. And there were all these families clapping in their relatives, like, go on, Darren, you're doing well. And I just crawled in like this. And I was like, oh, so much pain. And I must have looked like... <laughs> I was in so much distress. And my last image is of my little niece Molly running towards me with a flower in her hand. <laughs> and she was like, auntie, so, so... And I was like, not now, buddy! And I basically had to punch her in the throat to get her away from it. Because <laughs> I could see the portaloo. Yeah. And I, t- I literally got my hand on the outside of the portaloo. Mm-hmm. And shot myself. Yeah. <laughs> I shot myself there. I shot myself just outside the portaloo <laughs> with my hand on the door of the portaloo. That's a shame in a way, isn't it? I'd carried it 16 kilometres. Yeah, you've done the extra six to the halfway point. And I shat myself. You'd punched him just on the outside. Oh my God. (laughs) It was so distressing. (laughs) On the upside. (laughs) I'm not ready for it. (laughs) (laughs) On the upside. The halfway mark was the place where we had a change bag. Right. So we had a spare set of clothes waiting for us there. Good, good. Because of chaffing, yeah, I, 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 I hadn't realised I'd need to utilise it because of this particular predicament. No, it's not what you're thinking when you put the clothes into no. the change bag. It was for chaffing and you salt. It is what you think when you put the clothes into a changing bag for a, for a baby. Yes. <laughs> so that was very oh, much it's all up the back. My situation. <laughs> and uh, I spent quite a lot of time in that portaloo. Yeah. When I came out, my brother just went, it was bad, so it wasn't it? I said, yes, it was, Finn. He said, I can tell. I said, why? He said, both of your shoelaces are undone. It's like a lumbo. I've had to dispose of some items of clothing. And then I said to him, that's definitely it now, Finn. <laughs> We've definitely come to the end of this particular scenario. And uh, he said, let's go to the medic tent and get some. Because I've all got the tray roller on, they've got the medics there and everything. Yeah, yeah. I said to the guy, do you have any... Um, Anything binding? A modium. <laughs> and uh, he gave me one, he went, that should see you through. And I went... Too late, mate. We've already followed through. <laughs> We've already followed through. <laughs> and we... There was getting... What time was it? About sort of... That's the Volks Railway. That's the Volks Railway. Going past the nudist beach. Going past the nudist beach. I love the idea of innocent children on their summer halls consuming a 99 whilst watching a dirty old man in... Jesus sandals start bollock naked on a beach. Yeah. If you rub it, it's not lucky. Yeah. 
Anyway, we set off again. We're sort of getting dusky at this point. Mm-hmm. And uh, so you've been going what? Seven, eight, ten. Yeah, all day. You've been going about ten hours. <laughs> yeah. Setting off again. Can I just say what a miracle baby wipes are? Mm-hmm. Oh God, they were a last-minute throw in the old running bag. Oh, absolute lifesaver. Yep, yep. Um. And also, I suppose at this point, I'd like to apologise to anyone who went into the cubicle after you. Well, as I went into it, <laughs> almost crying, the, the guy looking after them went, you go in that one, it's nice and clean, I've just cleaned it. I was like, mate, I am going to just destroy it. <laughs> I don't know whether you want it, real text, but that's what's going to happen. Um, so we set off again. And I think I was fine for about five kilometres. Mm. Which takes you towards... No, you've still got loads of kilometres. About 65. Yeah, yeah. Then it struck again. Yeah, oh my word. Basically, end of the day, two fields on the golf course were destroyed. <laughs> Never, this... ever, ever put your hand down the 17th hole of Hayward Heath Golf Course. <laughs> Don't do it. It's a beautiful golf course, and I'm very sorry to the... Members of the golf course. Yeah. But there was absolutely another thing I could do at that point. That's below par. It was very much below par. And, uh, and yes, be cautious, because there is a hole in one. That's a bogey. Yeah. That's <laughs> not a bogey. It's a birdie. <laughs> um, I'm going to walk up this bit because of my calf. Very good. Yes. That's, that's the sensible ultra running, you know, learning. Yeah. Learning. Still got my dodgy calf. Um... Gosh, so the modium didn't work at all. Oh, God, didn't even touch the sides. Literally didn't touch the sides. (laughs) Just fell out like a, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like a steel tube. It was, at this point, my poor ass is like a tattered windsock. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, I'm starting to think that Teresa in the support tent knew exactly what she was doing. Yeah, yeah, you've been all sympathetic and kind. Yeah, no. No. She stands there on a Saturday at ultra-running events with an enormous pile of hot and spicy noodles that very rarely does anybody take, once maybe in every ten events. But when they do, she's like, ah, yeah, this Saturday's been yeah. worth it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just swooshes the cape around and disappears in the puff of smoke. I know what's going to happen now. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, finally that stopped at about 80k. So between... 35 and 80 kilometres was utter hell. <laughs> utter, utter hell. Yeah. And not for the reasons I had anticipated. No. 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 It's, it, it's one of those things, you know, it, I suppose these things happen, but like you say, it's just not what you, when you're thinking about training and getting no. miles in and stuff, this is not the stuff you consider. I, ju- I mean, I knew you had to eat when you're doing a long, long run. I knew you had to keep eating. I just, somehow, there was a hole in my knowledge or thinking where I went, and perhaps you should train your body to deal with that. Yes. Um, I just went, oh, well, I know how to run. And I've eaten before. So. And there's a logic to that. There's a logic, you know. Yeah, nine times out of ten, you know. It's just combining those two things that I could already do. Yes. And uh, no, it's very, very much not. It's very much not. So. But it eventually damped down with with the uh, before the end of the run. 
it has that eventually damped down just in time for both mine and my brother's left knees to completely give up the ghost. Oh. The pain. From the knee up, up the side of the leg into the buttock, you know, the sort of IT band. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, both of us, both of our left legs went. And, um, but we've been doing really good, you know, despite, obviously, the, shall we call it, incident, yeah. um, added well, I a mean, fair it's, it's amount of time. You go euphemistic at this stage. I know, yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> go all coy at this stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, carefully, don't share those terrible words. <laughs> oh, it's an incident, the incidents. It's incidents. Um, <laughs> We've still got a mental picture the of rinky the niece of the flower. Yeah. And the look the of shock. Auntie so-so. <laughs> So obviously the incidents had added time to our, yeah. and we were never going to be fast anyway. So then, just as that subsided, we hit a patch of the course. It went dark, so we're running with head torches then. That was another thing I'd never trained with. <laughs> I'd bought it, I'd just never used it. Yeah. What an idiot. Um, never let me look after your children. Um, <laughs> Although you have got wipes. I do have wipes. <laughs> Um, but I have used them all on myself. Yeah, well, um, during the teenagers now, yeah. I'm hoping you won't need them. <laughs> so running with a torch, yeah, that's quite tricky. Yeah. And then and the where terrain, you, you're still, oh, you're sort still of 10 miles out of Brighton, 20, right? 20 kilometres that way, or yeah. the South Downs. Yeah. And it was real off-road track, and it was so muddy, Rob. Yeah. It rained torrentially the week before. And this had just become a quagmire. Yeah. And it was ankle deep and more mud. Yeah. So. Well, at least it was just mud. Oh, God. But trying to ru- you couldn't run in it. You could yeah, barely yeah. walk in it. Um, and your um, uh, knee issue, was that, could you walk on that? Was it still, were you kind Oh, my God, it got so painful. Yeah. I remember, so we got to one of the last support tents near just the other side of Ditchling Beacon. Yeah. And... We had our last bit of food there, and I think I had a sausage and a bun at that point. <laughs> I was like, I'm on still, solids. Still open-minded. I, that's great to hear. I'll hold the mustard, thank you very much. <laughs> um, and there weren't very, we can go down the slope. Here's right. the uh, gradient. Back um, down. There weren't very many women at that down point. Yes, we're going to glide down Duke's Mound. You won't be the first gentleman to have done that. <laughs> um, there were very few women, actually, at that point. Yeah. Um, people we mostly saw at that point were solo men who looked like they were carrying issues, yeah. burdens of an emotional nature with them during this endurance event. <laughs> and... Uh, and my brother and I still laughing at the fact I shat on here with Heath Golf course. Um, <laughs> um, and we set off I mean, again from the last... Rules. Is that one of those kind of places where you have to wear a shirt and women aren't allowed in the bar? Is that that, that will be, a, yeah. I mean, it'll, I will have definitely have broken one of their I rules. I the very least you bent those rules, <laughs> I'm sure it's in page one of the uh, membership guidelines and etiquette rules. When you approach the uh, pin, yeah. were you wearing a collar? Yeah. <laughs> I was singing the national anthem, does that count? <laughs> Matthew um, Niblick? No, it was more of these noodles. <laughs> so, 
Yeah. So we set off in the darkness. In the dark. Over ditching beacon. Up to ditching beacon. Sausage on board. And at that point, my left leg was so painful, I couldn't even. I was struggling to walk. I was really, really struggling to walk because every lean on it was just. I thought it was going to explode. That's how it felt. Yeah. Um, and my brother eventually went. Because there was no way out at that point. We're in the middle of bloody nowhere. Yeah, yeah. You know, very few people. You saw the occasional other runner, but very few. I was like, well, we've come this far. You've got to get to the we've end. We've got to get to the end. Yeah. And my brother eventually went, you're going to have to put your leg at a different angle, though. Just change the angle of it. Just to release some of the pain. So I ended up walking with one foot just at right angles to the other foot. Just... Just to twist it out like that so that the pressure was on a different bit. I looked like a a pissed pirate coming through Ditchling Beacon. Then my torch failed. I bet you were literally saying, ah, ah. God, it was more, oh my God. And so many styles. Yeah, oh no. Oh, up and over styles, up and over styles, up and over styles. just from like reasonably tough runs that things like a puddle or a style when you're tired. That's too much. There was one point I didn't think I was going to get over the start. You know, and there's just nothing left in your legs. Yeah. And in fact, the guy in front of us got over the style, but then just collapsed the other side into the mud. <laughs> and, you know, the, the good thing to do would have been to help him, but at that point, my brother and I were like, every man for himself. <laughs> <laughs> His shoe would come off and we weren't going in after yeah. it. My laugh was a laugh of sympathy. <laughs> it's just awful, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and then... And your, and just your head you, torch just went. My head torch just went. I obviously hadn't charged it enough because... Because, Rob, I hadn't used it before. <laughs> and, uh, uh, again, I thought, what's the worst thing that could possibly happen? Yeah, it was a lot like this with the uh, Saturn missions to the moon. Yeah. Yeah, we haven't tried it out, but we'll head up there and just see. It was very goes. much hit and miss. It was, hope we have a problem. <laughs> um, so that I'm, I get my, got my phone out. I'm running up Ditchling Beacon with one leg at a right angle using my phone as a torch. <laughs> um, you, you're exemplary. I know. <laughs> but at that point, we sort of got a second wind in a good way, not a gastric way. Yeah, yeah. And well, even in a bad way, wind would have been more welcome, wouldn't it? We could see the I-360. Wow. But the problem is, the I-360 is quite tall. Yeah, you can see it from a long you way. Can see it from, you can practically see it from London, so <laughs> it was a bit of a false hope. Yeah. Um, and we basically screamed our way through the last five kilometres yeah. which ended up being ten kilometres oh. because I'd had to reroute the race at the last minute oh no, so that, that, as well as adding six kilometres to the halfway point they still made you do they added another five. Oh, my word they added five. you can't have been too happy about that it was just a bit of a delirious that's that not going to work well on TripAdvisor well, one star experience and where did you have to get to, where did it end it finished on Brighton Racecourse uh-huh. So I drove past it just a few days ago, yeah. and I shuddered. Yeah. That's and my brother and I, well. I mean, that's on top of the hill, any direction. The wind was howling. Um, it was four o'clock in the morning. I've got my phone 
My brother's just screaming in pain. <laughs> and because it's four o'clock in the morning, there's nobody there other than the bloke with the, the, the medals. Yeah. You know. <laughs> like that. Well done. Yeah, we know who has committed that one person. One person clapping. Worse than no one clapping. It was like the, <laughs> the, the saddest, most solitary. Well done. <laughs> like the hardest thing you've ever done in your life. And there's a bloke like that. Oh, well done. <laughs> <laughs> well done, you. <laughs> I turned to my brother and I said, never, ever. Ever let me do anything like that again. <laughs> Never. And then on the Wednesday, I phoned him and I said, Do you want to do it again? <laughs> he went, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we're doing it again. Excellent. Exactly the same one. No. Jurassic Trail. <laughs> Adulting the coast. Slightly harder, because why not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because the other one was a bit of a breeze. Bit of a breeze. <laughs> yeah, exposed coastal path, huge undulating trails. But this time, I'm going to train eating. Yeah. And maybe practice with a head torch. I'm Not gonna, such a big deal, but you know. I'm going to get a head torch that works. Yep. And I'm going to train eating. And I'm going to do that? it again. It's not till May next year. Yeah. Which will be... Yeah, a year since the last one, which I think is probably what you need to give yourself to get over the shock. Yeah, I mean, uh, how were you? What, I mean, I don't want to make you go back, but how were you afterwards? How's your injury situation? What's it been? Do you know what? I was fine afterwards. Yeah. I was. I was. I was so surprised. I had one tiny blister. Yeah. Um, and I only got that because we had to run down. A gravel path at one point, yeah. and just that three minutes of jarring yeah. did it. So, so one tiny blister that I was able to pop and get rid of straight away, yeah. and one toenail fell off. <laughs> that's that's amazing. Does, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that's well, pretty I suppose amazing. They say you've got to put it all out there, and you really did. Oh, it's all out there. <laughs> it's all out there. Yeah, one toenail. Um, Good. And then my legs. I mean, I couldn't go downstairs for about a week. Yeah. Which meant I just didn't go upstairs. Yeah, yeah, just stay down. Just... Good decision. You know. Um, so it wasn't... And your digestion? Did you go home and have a big meal? How was your... Were your guts all right That afterwards? took about... I'm going to be honest, that took about a week to settle down. Yeah. There was some bleeding. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I, I put it through the ringer. I thought I'd had all the details, but you just sprinkled oh, no. another little one there. That's good. I mean, not a, not a distressing amount, but enough to go, that needs a diet of rice and water for a week. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> but see. my legs, fine. Yeah. This is, I mean, people go on much shorter runs and people who don't run get bewildered. Yeah. But this is just, it's so brilliant that you said, yeah, let's do another one. Yeah. It would just be like... Oh. Well, I want to knock two, I was really disappointed in the time because it took us 19 hours. Yeah. But, you know... Here it goes. Here it Once goes. Woohoo! We saw loads we of naked it. people, mummy. 
gonna miss it. I miss it. <laughs> the atmosphere was electric. So yeah, you want to do it in a better time, and you want to do it without yeah. ruining your life. Because well, I really wanted to do it in about 17 hours. Um, you know, and that's a you know it's a slowish, slow running pace. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I was the 49th person across the line. Yeah. Oh no, I was the 49th woman across the line, wasn't I? Excellent. I think yeah. I thought the 49th person across the line. And Someone the, listening is going to Google yeah. it and find out. Yeah. And how? And how? Were there, how where were you, where were you in the field? How many people were behind you? Uh, 2,000 started. Yeah. And I think about 65% finished. Yeah, that's good. What a crazy thing. Just minor distraction. Have you done any performing in the oil shed? I haven't. Oh, no. I did. I've got to get this picture. I did it. Um, it's one of my first gigs back, and it was really nice. It was uh, part of the festival, Brighton Festival, and um, it, it was reminiscent of the Edinburgh Festival yeah. because when we arrived, it's like they were, they were making it. It's yeah. like, oh, this is never going to happen. And then an hour later, there's a lovely audience, there's music's yeah. on. Anyway, gigs are good, but every now and again, you hear the sounds. Oh, the zip line. The zip line going yeah. over the top. Was, I think there were one or two comedians didn't get warned. You just see them just getting to a good punchline or a good strong bit. And the sound just building and building. And just seeing people, what the confusion now? <laughs> so, yeah, strange situation, but good gig. And, uh, and this is the sound Challenging, of the but not that challenging. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing with your story. It's kind of quintessential, isn't it? The kind of never again and they'll do it again. Yeah. And also, in my experience, you're always dissing your running. But you do pretty well. All right. I think it's because I never think of myself as a runner because. I was so unsporty as a kid. Yeah. Um, and and I don't have, you know, an attractive gait. <laughs> and I think your house is really nice. Oh, thank you. <laughs> and I snot a lot. And I sweat a lot. But, but, and I'm not fast. But if there's one thing I've learned about myself... I say I'm going to do something, I'll do it. Yeah, and that is why you're a 100% runner. Yeah. Even, That's the thing. Even if my leg fell off and I pooped in the field. Yeah, yeah. luckily it didn't fall off. You just had to turn it 90 degrees sideways. It, there was only one point like a broken toy. Like a toy. <laughs> it was like a broken toy. Like an old action man. Um, oh my God. That wasn't a zip wire, that's someone fixing a lamppost. I am, um, as uncomfortable as it was, I never, ever, ever, ever considered quitting. Yeah. Well, you didn't just not consider quitting, you pretty much immediately considered doing it again. Yeah, within two days, I yeah. suppose that is quite a quick turnaround. That is tenacity. Yeah. And, uh... <laughs> Somebody says it's a bit like childbirth now. It was, I was just going to say the same thing, there's a lot... Yeah. There's a lot of comparisons with watching my wife. I was saying this to someone just the other day that, you know, the, that first child being born, I'm sure it's just the same as loads of other people. Fairly traumatic experience. Yeah. It's like being a kind of staged, deliberate car crash. Yeah. 
And it was just amazing to me how quickly my wife said, we should do that again. Yeah. I was like, wow, you're the bravest person I've ever known. And uh, when you add to that the, uh, yeah. the, the baby wipes, the change of clothes, the extremity of the experience, and yet the kind of joy with which you addressed it and saw it through, there's a lot of comparisons. A lot of comparisons. I've not had children. And those children you know, you've, you've not been afraid to punch in the throat. I'm not going to punch in the throat. <laughs> but... I thought it must be like this because it was so excruciating, so unpleasant. And anybody who asked me within that first sort of 24 hour period, would you do it again? I said, no, no, yep. no. Yeah, literally three days later, I was Googling other ones. Yeah. And I think it's because it's such a little adventure. Yeah. It's its own little adventure. Yeah, yeah. And It's like a little lifetime, really, isn't it? It really, really is. And I have quite a... I have trouble relaxing. Yeah. I have trouble sh- sh- shutting off my brain. And I have trouble sort of... I have trouble focusing on things. So although my brain's always going, it's always going on different things. It's spinning off the wheel. It's just spinning off the wheel. And there's some, with something like that... You've got one task. Yeah. Start it and finish it. Yeah, and you don't even have to keep your attention on it. It's no. going to keep your attention yeah. on it. Yeah. That's all you've got to do. You can't pay a bill. You can't look something up. Yeah. You can't phone someone. You can't think about other places you should be. Yeah. The you things know. you can do actually reduce. You get to the point where you can't much get over a style or yeah. make a joke or finish a sentence or digest no. a sausage. It's just do it, don't dehydrate, and keep eating. Yeah. And try not to shit yourself. And that's it. And that's, for my brain, as horrific as that sounds for a lot of people, yeah. for me, I love a single task. I love a really difficult, focused single task. Yeah, it's absolutely amazing how you can tell that story and then make it sound healthy. But I totally hear you. That's great, because, you know... I've been there. Well, I'm signed up for the Race to the Stones next year. Race of what? Race to the Stones. Yeah. That's 100k. What? Mick and... Yeah, that's right. It's me against Mick and Keith. Mick and Keith. And they're very fit. (laughs) (laughs) They're a good 30 years older than you, Rob. That's not fair. Yeah, but they always exercise and they've got more money than me. (laughs) Keith's got fresh blood every week. Yeah. Pleased <laughs> <laughs> to meet you. So, where uh, is the race to the stones? Oh, it goes from the M40. I don't think that's how it that sounds nice. It starts at, at Lugner and goes along like the Ignor Way and the Ridgeway through the uh, Cotswold, across the ridge, oh, all the way to Avebury Ring. Yeah. And I, you know, I came down, wanted to catch up anyway, but I knew you had a story. Yeah. And I thought I'd get you ultra tips, and you give me the triple. You tell me a hell of a story. Yeah. Give me some quite specific ultra tips. Yes. But then the, the weird Wet wipes. happy ending is that I can even vicariously uh, steal your sense of how, how much of a nightmare it might be and how it's still going to be worth doing. You know it I mean? really will. And I tell you the other thing that took me by surprise. Finished the race on a Sunday morning at 4 a.m. Yeah. And on the Wednesday, I had a little cry. Yeah. 
because it suddenly dawned on me that, you know, for not a natural athlete, we'd done something quite amazing. Yeah. And um, no mean feat doing 62 miles in one go on your, on your pods. Yeah, absolutely. It's huge. And also there's something nice about that because I think with the marathons, you quite often get that feeling. That's a bit of a, sometimes a bit of a negative feeling because uh, a marathon is a lot like a party except with much yeah. more suffering and less drinking. Uh, <laughs> but that feeling sometimes, the moment after when it kind of hits you, it kind of lands emotionally and physically. Yeah. I think it's a bit of a lonely, sad moment, you know, that following Wednesday. Yeah. Like the moment when the culture stops talking about the London Marathon, for example. Yeah. It's about the moment when you know you did it the most. Yeah. But the good thing about your experience is that it wasn't about the party. It, was, it wasn't about the crowds. No. It's just you and your brother. Yeah. There in the darkness. And a goal. Battling on. Yeah. It's very pure. It is. I mean, when else you get to run up digitally beaking at 3 a.m. in the morning? I know, until, with, unless you... With a leg at right angles. Yeah. And... Yeah, it's... um. And people do much more extreme, much more intense. Well, I think you have to be careful because events. once you've done another one of these, I mean, if you go next time and, and have, which I hope you will, a just even slightly easier time of it. Yes. Then who knows what you'll be doing next. Next time I run with you and we have a chat, you'll be saying, yeah, I'm not really a runner. I'm doing the Badwater <laughs> Colorado Death <laughs> Ultra twice. <laughs> no. Nothing where it's hot. I'd like to run across frozen wastelands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd I quite like into, that. Before lockdown, I looked at the old uh, Midnight Sun Marathon, which goes overnight in the Arctic Circle. Oh, that sounds like... Yeah. That's right at my street. Yeah. Well, no, it's quite far away. It is quite far away. <laughs> I've got quite a long street. <laughs> and... Is it Norway? Yeah, I can't remember. I think it's in Oslo. I can't remember where it's from. No, Oslo's not in the Arctic Circle, though, is it? It's further north than that. Tromso? I think it's from Tromso. I don't know. Be beautiful. Yeah. Well, that's the thing as well. You also see you such beautiful things. Right, is that? That's the no catch vegan fish and chip shop. You are? It's no catch, the vegan fish and chip shop. No catch. Looks good. <laughs> Here's the i360 you saw from there. It is really enormous. Yeah, so that is. Um, Oh, we're nearly there. We're nearly there. In fact, I said that as we came over, <laughs> as we left South London and we got our first glimpse of the South Downs. Yeah. I said to my brother, the South Downs, we're nearly there. <laughs> Seven hours later, we finished. <laughs> oh, but with any kind of extreme quest like that, we're nearly there is a disastrous thing, isn't yeah. it? I mean, you know. It's an upside down house. Yeah, it's wearing thin for me. It's wearing thin. House, yeah. We're seeing it from a different angle. Yeah. It's just as disappointing. Well, it's, it's more disappointing this side because from this side you can see the queue. Yeah, and honestly, I've been in there. Yeah. It ain't. Yeah. You can see a right way up house like, almost any time. Yeah. But I am genuinely interested in the no catch fish and chip shop. I'm into that. I don't think you can call it a vegan fish and chip shop. Well, they must, I mean... You can call must. it a vegan chip shop. 
or you can call it a vegan and chip shop. This is the first time I ever saw you doing material about how vegetarians shouldn't be allowed to use meat eaters. Shapes. Shapes. <laughs> that's one of my oldest <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's great. It's not a veggie sausage. If I'd remembered, I wouldn't have rubbed it in with the fish and chips. I'm sorry about that. I've never seen the vegan fish and chips. I'm going to go in there and I'm going to order one. Like, bring me something that's kind of oval with yeah. a nice triangular end and a little cheeky eye. Can I have a shape of fish, please? <laughs> to be yeah. fair, fish and fish and chip shops don't look much like fish anyway, does it? Not really. <laughs> I mean, it's never the health option, is it? No, no. Although, I think in my time particularly when I wasn't quite so strict in my diet, I've definitely um, tricked myself into thinking that a, a really greasy fish and chips in Nantwich counts as carb-loading pre-marathon. Oh, yeah. What you're really doing there is just salt-loading. That is pretty much salt, in it? <laughs> Grease around your mouth-loading. I just rubbed this bat around my mouth. That should get me around the course. I took salt tablets with me on that long run, but I never took them. <laughs> but you took them? I took them with me. Well, maybe you could... What I did take in the end was... <laughs> Try someone to train Electrolytes from the medic tent. Yeah. That's yeah. good stuff. I mean, do you genuinely know any more about the blooming biology of it now? I mean, I, Well, in a nutshell... In a nutshell... Doing something like that is hard. Right, I'm going to be layman's scientific terms. <laughs> yeah. No, that's fine. You're talking to me. Aim low. And not all of your body will be able to function through it. Yeah. And at some point, your body decides to prioritise lungs, heart and other bits. Yeah. And basically, your guts are on their own. Yeah, yeah. No, I've experienced this. Basically, when you run long, your body will start attempting to, and it's... It's doing it for your own good. It starts attempting to kind of mothball the digestive system. Yeah. But you've still got to somehow get energy out of it. Yeah. And that's where it becomes tricky. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I've learned. Some of my most relevant experiences is from having a terrible food poisoning in India. Oh. Well, it's just like, in the end, it's like, well, I can do fizzy drinks. Yeah. Sugary fizzy drinks. Yeah. Uh, water, obviously, and salty snacks. Yeah. And that's it, because really I'm just getting the sugar and the salt. Yeah. Everything else is too complicated, which is, it sounds like terrible. I mean, there's nutritionists but dumping themselves on the heads, but that's how it works. Keep it simple, yeah. yeah. I mean, you can read so many things. At the end of the day, everybody's got their own little body quirks. Yep. Um, but that's, it's interesting as well, like going full circle to... It's quite windy, isn't it? I'm it's quite windy. I've got, I'm worried about the sound, I'll be honest, but it will create drama. People will believe that we're by the sea. They are by the Plus, sea. Plus, we're wearing these tribbles, so we've got it as unwindy as we can. And Steve, our, our producer engineer, is a genius, so... He can take wind away. Yeah. And Whether he can it. reduce all the shock value of your tails. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just put some warnings on, you know? But no plot spoilers. So what was I saying? The, um, it's interesting, like you say, as one nears the, uh, or hits the uh, half century. Yeah. It is, it's all about a, a relationship with life. You know, you're kind of deciding what you want to do and what you don't want to do. Yes. And th there's a kind of a metaphor for that in the way we treat our bodies. Yeah. In the one hand, you start really using them and kind of respecting them because you realise what a blessing it is. 
But you also think, well, sod it, I'm going to use it. Yeah. You know what I mean? See how far it can go. Yeah. And the bits that don't work or don't serve you well, you're like, well, they're coming too. Yeah. They're all in the club now. Strap them up. Yeah. They're coming too. Yeah. And it's, it's strange to be nearly 50 and probably be the fittest I've ever been. Yeah. And... Are you having there's a always, party? There's always a bit of... No. I'm not... I don't like part. I don't like them. See, that's um, the thing. See, if you were 30 or even 40, you'd think, well, I don't like parties, but I suppose I ought to have one anyway. No. You get to 50, you think, stop that! Yeah. Yeah. You said there's always a bit, so I stopped you. Just a family meal. And I'm happy with that. Yeah, good. I don't feel the need. I don't feel the need to mark this one. Yeah. In that way. No, that's right. I feel like you've already There was had... a party in my pants. I was going to say, you've already had your party. <laughs> yeah. You've left somewhere on the golf course. <laughs> that was my... That was my out-out. <laughs> oh, you're like, I've just cleaned that one. You'll be yeah. all right in there. <laughs> it's too late, mate. <laughs> oh, uh, ridiculous. Yeah. But yeah. And I suppose it also relates to what we were talking about before we started running today, you know, our careers and the sort of the long... The long marathon it is doing comedy as oh, well. Oh, absolutely. And the yeah. way your relationship to it changes yeah. over time. Which is great because it it's a bit like going out and running a little, going out for a little blast of a run. You know, when we, I know about you, and I started doing comedy, the idea of going into a comedy club and entertaining everyone for 20 minutes. Yeah. That was it. You know, that's like the best thing in life you could do. Yeah. Particularly if it went well. Yeah. That was that was absolutely the acme for and not just once or twice, but for years. Yeah. But sooner or later, you go, yeah. What's next? Yeah. What can I do with that? And it's quite nice accepting that as well. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's that's another thing about the sort of the marathon of life. Yeah. Is getting to a point where you go, I can't do those short bursts anymore. Yeah. But I can do this at my own pace. That's it. And with all this conversation about mindfulness, uh, living in the moment, yeah. good mental health. It is, it is, I'm ashamed of myself for finishing the sentence now, but it is a marathon, not a sprint. Yeah. You've got to find the joy in the long plod along. And go in at your own pace. giving you joy, yeah. don't, don't bother with that. Don't bother with them. And things that you do, yeah, just, it's, it's not like we're not going to do another half century of course but this is the time this is when yeah. to do what you want to do and, and enjoy it while you're doing it isn't it and I think particularly in our career particularly in something to do with entertainment and show business yeah. you're constantly in a race that you weren't even aware you'd entered Yes. with other people trying to keep up with them keep abreast with them you know yeah Sometimes not you're not behind. aware of them, but they're chasing you. Yeah. Sometimes you're aware of them and you're chasing them and they don't know who you are. It's all kind of... It's, a, it's constant. Yeah. And it's very tiring. Yeah. And it's mentally... Taxing. Taxing. And the thing is, 
I'm going to sound like a real idiot now. But if you do just break away on your own and end up running in the dark, sometimes it's the most fun you can have. Yeah. No, I think that's it. That it doesn't matter. I didn't care where anybody else came in that race I was in. Yeah. All I was doing, all I wanted was my brother and I to cross that line together. Yeah, and even that line is like you say, in real terms, that line's just a bloke standing there yeah. like that. But what you've got there is the abstract concept for the finish line. That's all you needed. I mean, I do say that. That's all you had to work I'll be on. honest, I put a little sprint on at the end, so I beat him. Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> you've ruined everything we just said. <laughs> I mean, I'm zen, but only to a point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still want to win. Yeah. Yeah. So, in other words, if anyone wants to see us doing comedy in future, they're going to have to follow us. They're going to have to follow through us. Through the darkness and through the mud. <laughs> and just yeah. hope that they can hear yeah. as we cry over our shoulders. Yeah. <laughs> and avoid the badgers. <laughs> I got charged up by a badger as well. Did you? You didn't even mention yeah. that, did you? That's They're not, big buggers. Yeah, it's like a it's like a coffee table. Whoa. And it trundles. Britain's biggest carnival. It makes a trundle sound. It does. <laughs> it's like. Are you sure it was a trundle? Not a hostess trolley. It's, it definitely <laughs> trundles. <laughs> so how far are you in with the badger? I mean, no, it's not how far. How? At what point during your? gut story did the badger appear? Because, oh, after the guts. Yeah, I was going to say, because if it was during, you'd be like, oh, so Oh, that you. would be horrific. You're just a wiping device. Have my ass bitten off by a wild badger. <laughs> wow. I just heard myself just a couple of minutes ago there just saying, it's Britain's largest carnival. <laughs> Is it Britain's largest carnival? Yeah, yeah. You'd never until think... Until they reintroduced the wolves. Or until deer turn. <laughs> really? What do they eat? Um, smaller badgers. I don't know. Hedgehogs? What's that? Rabbits? What do they eat? Yeah, um, Runners. Shoes. <laughs> they tear. They tear the trainers off the oh, yeah. feet of dead you, ultra runners. Did you hear about oh. that ultra that runner? I think it was in Alaska or somewhere in the north. Oh, got Western, chased by a bear. Mountain lion. Oh, no, I didn't see that one. Running along a road next to Woodland. And they say that your mountain lion has got very specific eyesight. And it kind of, uh, generally, they're really scared of people. Yeah. So because this runner was running kind of steadily through the night and not approaching, it was much more like a deer. Anyway, oh. the mountain lion literally attacked it. It jumped out of the forest onto this guy's kind of shoulders. Yeah. And he fought it. And he fought he a mountain. It. With what? With his hat, with his bare hands. It's amazing the things you do on a long run to get wow. through. Wow. But you know what? It wasn't with his bare hands, it was with his mountain lion hands. If he used his bare hands the other time. If a mountain lion had <laughs> jumped out of me around the East Queenstead region, I mean geographically, not physically. Yeah. I'd you have had enough it. trouble in your East Queenstead <laughs> region. I'd have killed it with my bare hands at yeah, that point. I think you would have done. Yeah. It's like there's no way a mountain lion stopping me from refinishing this. Unfortunately, I wonder what they have you to throw at you. And yeah. it was your younger brother. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder what they'd have to throw at you at that point. Because that was the awful thing as well. I've just remembered literally two kilometres, three kilometres from the finish line, somebody got picked up in an ambulance. Oh. And I had two feelings. And one of them was pity for this poor person who'd done 
98k and then had to do the last two in an ambulance. Yeah. But the feeling I had before pity was total envy that they were sitting down with a blanket on their knees. Yeah. I was like, you lucky bastard. <laughs> it's all so twisted, isn't it? Yeah. Oh. That's good. That's the longest I think I've run for a while, actually. Oh, can I see how far we've gone? It won't be that far, but it's... Oh, it's good. Run. Seven, seven miles. Okay, that's the longest I've done in a little while because well, of various you... niggles and I can feel this leg is a bit in there. I like your I like your runner's tan. <laughs> it doesn't go you away. You need to, to a get short. yourself some. I mean, I wear these shorts a lot. What's happening out there with the pasty thighs? Sorry, I'm they're just... good legs, Rob. Oh, you're kind to me. They are good legs. With Paul Tonkinson and Rob Deering. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 